Hi, welcome to Coffee and Creatives. This is Noelle. This week we're talking about week 10, recovering a sense of self-protection. We talk about in this episode, creating healthy boundaries with ourselves and with others around our artistic lives. We also want to take some time this episode to acknowledge the hurt in the world this week and especially in the United States. It doesn't feel like enough because what we say isn't enough. It's not. But we wanted to say something and not remain silent on injustice. So grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea or your glass of wine and join us for week 10 of The Artist's Way. We are going to start our podcast a little bit differently today. Um, and Becca is going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so in light of current events, there is a lot of stuff going on. And we just wanted to talk a little bit about George Floyd. And um, and we just um, wanted to um, say like how sad and... Um, uh, wrong this is that what's happened to him and um I get, we had three things we really wanted to say one is that um uh, we're to mourn for those um who have lost and so we want to take some time to mourn for George Floyd's family and community and um the brokenness in our country that caused his murder and um so we're going to take a minute here in the podcast um, just to mourn um, his loss of life, but also for the many others who have also lost their lives um, in the cruelty that exists in our country. So we're just going to take one minute now. So two other things we wanted to mention was one that it's important to listen. So as many of you guys probably know, Noel, Christina, Anna, and I are all white and we have not experienced the um, same uh, systemic problems that uh, people of color have. And I think it's really easy for me to just like for everything in my life to just jump in and give my opinions and to say, this is what I think, this is what I want to do to fix this. But I think the most important thing to do is to first listen and to like really listen and to have um, deep conversations with your black friends and um, to try to understand what's going on with them because we can think we understand, but we really don't. Christina, did you want to add some more about that? Um, yeah, I just think it's, um, important that we kind of take a moment to, to think about the differences, um, that we experience that other people don't experience. And, um, it's important to ask those questions and have those conversations in love and compassion and, um, and thinking about how to to move forward and not just um, let it kind of disappear, but to really to really ask and think about what what changes you can make in your in your heart um, going forward. Yeah, and I think one thing that Noel, Christina, and I were thinking about is that it's important to give. Um, marginalized people a voice so we want to not just assume that we know everything or anything but to listen and to um, give them 
um, the ability to have a seat at the table and to affect change. Um, and the last thing we just wanted to kind of speak about is how important it is to advocate. So many of you guys know that we are um, uh, Christians and um in Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9, it says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. And I think even if you like are not a Christian, that this theme is pretty um, transcendent um, for all cultures and times, that it is important for us to speak for those who um, are... Um, in need and to advocate and to let your listening and your thinking move into action. So it's a little bit different from what we normally do on our podcast, but the weight of it um, has really put on our hearts that this is something important to speak about. And just to kind of add to what Becca um, said so well is we also want to encourage everyone to you know, speak up for those who don't have a voice, but also to encourage them to that their if their voice has been taken away, to do everything you can do to give it back to them, um, because everyone is made in the image of God and deserves to um, have a voice. So heavy things on our hearts this morning as we go into our podcast, and I think it's affected me. Um, and my family, some just, you know, it's just a heavy, heavy time in America. So, yeah. Moving forward. All right, so week 10, a sense of self-protection. Oh, well, coffee. What are, we, what are you drinking this week, Becca? I'm drinking, I think it's called San Francisco Roast. Um, it's got this big picture of the... Um, San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Bridge, and I like remembered Christina that story you told me about being on the Bay Bridge and like getting stuck in the middle of it on your honeymoon or something. Oh, I like told that. you about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so every time I like grind the coffee beans, I'm like, oh, Christina got stuck on the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Oh, that was horrible. Didn't even make it across. <laughs> oh, you did it because of Patrick's stomach ache. <laughs> no, you what happened? He, like, we, got we sick got, or something. Yeah, we both got, like, really sick on our honeymoon, like, throwing up for two days. And we, like, thought we were fine. We are like, okay, let's go. Let's go do something. We're here. So we go to, like, the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge. And we get, like, halfway across, and he's like, I can't do it. I'm going to be sick. He's, like, laying down on the concrete. People are, like, coming up. <laughs> like, what's going on? There's, like, a button you can press for the... um like cops or ambulance or whatever we like press that and then they come and he's like you know I think I'm okay I think I'm feeling better I was like oh my gosh that was crazy so that's the coffee I'm drinking it's really good (laughs) the Patrick Cannon coffee (laughs) Uh, what about you Christina I'm drinking coffee um Pete's coffee. Mmm, yummy. We drink here. <laughs> That's good. I like Pete's coffee. I um, went to Starbucks this morning because my husband um, got promoted. Yay! So we were, yay, Sam! Yeah, so we, to celebrate him, I went and got him Starbucks coffee this morning. So I'm drinking a latte with two extra shots of espresso. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Wait, um, did you get a, a venti? I got a grande and then two extra shots of espresso. So that's five. Sh- Wait, no, that's four shots of espresso. No, that's five shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five shots. <laughs> <laughs> shot, 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 shots, everybody. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> not the type of shots they were talking about in that song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Um... So, what were you guys' impressions of week 10, recovering a sense of self-protection? Boundaries are good. That was my main thought. Mm. 
Sorry, Christina. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I feel like I didn't, I didn't relate as much like to the workaholism, uh, mm. section, but it was also interesting just to like answer those questions and just like think about it. Um, and then I really liked the part about, um, drought and like just kind of pushing through those times and like the things that she said, um, like putting one page after another, talking about the morning pages more from habit than hope. It's like, sometimes you just, you don't really know why you're doing it. You don't really know what's at the end. It just feels like kind of pointless, but kind of like what we've talked about before, just like showing up and, um, eventually like it will change. Like things will shift in some way. Yeah. I thought it was so ironic that this chapter was about, um, like setting boundaries with work and then like the time that we had scheduled to record this podcast, like my boss sent me an email and was like, you have to come into work and you have to clean out your classroom on this day at this time. And I was like, of course, on the week that we're talking about putting boundaries with work, my boss is telling me like, I have to come in exactly at this time. it's a hard thing because it's like, it is a fine line. So it's like, in that sense, it's like, that's your boss. That's like your work. And mm-hmm. that's important. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like she says something like that. Like there's a line between overwork and you have to kind of figure out what that is for you. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was, everything. that was really insightful. And I think like my boss is perfectly justified in telling me to clean out my classroom, but it just kind of was like funny that it happened yeah. Yeah, at the exact time I was supposed to record this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think boundaries often, like I think setting boundaries with things is really, really important. Really, really good. I think sometimes I see people setting these really strict kind of like, these are my boundaries and they're doing, like, it. they're so, I don't know. I don't have a good way to say this. Draconian? Like, yeah. Or, like, not. Impossible. Um, yeah. Like, there are always, like, it's important to have boundaries. But it's also important to, like, serve other people and put other people. You know, you need to prioritize yourself and take care of yourself. It's also important to take care of other people. Um and to be a helper where you can be a helper, I think, you know, and be respectful of them. I guess that's the thing is like I've I've seen and am also sometimes convicted of like my um, boundaries sometimes are disres- can be disrespectful to other people. And like, no, I can't do that to help you. This is kind of like an extreme example, but I remember I had a friend once who were talking, she was like feeling really stressed out by school and work and stuff. And she was like, it is important to me that I have at least 10 hours to myself a day. I can't do any. And I was like, 10 hours? She was like, yeah, for me, it's a lot. Doing these 20 hours of work a week is overwhelming and I need 10 hours a day to myself. And I was like, that's all day. There's no other time. (laughs) <laughs> no like outside of sleep <laughs> so yeah yeah and that was like super extreme and I remember my mind just being blown by that but like this sounds like I'm just like trashing her which I guess kind of am. but like the like there are good boundaries but then we need to have like boundaries are important but it's also you have to be thoughtful thoughtful about why is, this, why is this my boundary you know like they can be kind yeah. of like they can become kind of self-serving i guess if you're not careful mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah. it's like a buzzword to be like like self-care boundaries mm-hmm. and i think they are important for sure but i don't know yeah it's like but a, self-care a, can really turn into self-indulgence if you're not yeah. thoughtful about it and i think yeah. self-care is important but i think self-indulgence is selfish and really damaging Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, the, like, I did, this chapter did really help me look at, like, okay, I have my phone on me a lot. I work for a small business and I have my phone on me almost all the time. I'm almost always available to my boss. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because he is really, 
kind and considerate and doesn't um, miss. He could misuse it, but he doesn't. But I, I realized like I've been running and walking in the mornings a lot more. And um, this is time I'm spending with my daughter. This is time that I'm like exercising. And this is, you know, it's 30 minutes to an hour a day. And I was having my phone um, like not, I have it on because I'm listening to music, but to like silence the text messages that are coming through. Like if somebody calls me, I know if my husband calls me or my boss is calling me that it's an emergency. They're not just going to call me. Um at nine in the morning, but they will, like, I will get texts, work texts, or, you know, just texts from friends at that time, and they can wait for 30 minutes. It's not an emergency. So that's a boundary that this chapter really encouraged me to, like, put. Like, just silence. Like, if they call you, if they really need you, they'll call you, and that's when you can answer that. But you don't have to, you don't need to be texting anybody when you're trying to run, you know? Um one of the most helpful, like, boundaries Derek and I did for our marriage, like, a couple of years ago, it's probably, like, five years ago now, is, like, we don't, we don't bring our phones into the bedroom, so, like, mm. it's time for us to go, like, to bed, we plug them in out in the kitchen, and then, like, we, like, read and before we go to bed, and, like, that, like, really helped us to, like, have more conversations. Not that we didn't, like, talk to each other when we were on our phones, but, like, to, mm. um, like, to not be as distracted and then to just kind of, like, I don't know, there, it's almost kind of, like, this, like, this constant ongoing thing is just quiet for a little while and you have more time for connection yeah. and meaningful, like, talk and stuff. And it wasn't like we were, like, kind of forcing it, but it just kind of, like, naturally started coming out. That's cool. Yeah. One of my um, coworkers was like, but when we get have school delays, you don't get to hear them. You have to you wake up and you go out into the kitchen and you know that school is delayed. I get to know right away. I was like, yeah, I do wish that I didn't have to walk out to the kitchen to know and when school's delayed. But for me, it's worth it because of all yeah. the other like alerts and stuff like that. Yeah. It makes sense. I need to get a clock so that I can do that. There's like 10. That's what we have a clock. We bought bought one. We have an alarm clock in our room. It's like $10 on Amazon. And it was because that was like one thing we're like, well, how are we going to wake up? We're like, oh, we'll do that. Yeah. Oh, how did people wake up for years and years? Yeah. Years and years. Oh, they had phones. Before they had phones. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. My phone broke a little while ago. And I was like, oh, how can I go for a walk without my phone? Like, what if something happens? (laughs) People went for walks. Like, what's the matter with you, Noelle? But, you know, isn't that interesting how much things have changed in 10 years? So this week, let's, so this week we're talking about self-protection. Sorry, I know I'm repeating myself. Um, we're covering a sense of self-protection. So we explore in this chapter the perils that can ambush us on our creative path. Because creativity is a spiritual issue, many of the perils are spiritual. So with this week's test, we search out toxic patterns that we cling to and block our creativity. And I found this week to be super convicting um, because... Even though I am a creative person and I'm like, yeah, I'm creative. Yeah, I draw. Yeah, I paint. I That is often like anything that comes up, it can get knocked down. It can get, um, it goes to the bottom of my priority list. So it's, it, this was really convicting to me and like, oh, I'm not, I need to set boundaries around my creativity. Like I set boundaries around my like morning walk, not, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like super hard, never flexing on them boundaries, but like this is the time that I do this and this is good for me and good for my family and it's glorifying to God. So this is that special time. Yeah, and I thought uh, when she was talking about like the blocks of choice, like work or um, what she had, she had work and sex and food and um what was the other one? Money. Al- Ma- alcohol. Uh-huh. Family, family friends. Family friends. Drugs. And, I, and drugs. Yeah, I thought that, like, um, 
like all these things that we go to, like when we feel anxious, instead of going to our creativity, we go to these other things. I was like, I really do think like social media should be in there, even though this mm-hmm. seems like, you know, like alcohol, sex. Yeah. Also, well, I think she wrote this like a long time ago. So yeah. Yeah. I was thinking written. like all of those things she said are definitely like valid. But I was like, you know, when I feel anxious, I just want to be distracted. And normally I just like, like well, let's look at some Instagram stories of pastries. This will be fun. And then <laughs> I don't like take like that anxiety to create. I just like go mm. look for for like some entertainment usually on my mm. yeah definitely. yeah yeah when so the first task this week was called the deadlies and we were supposed to take pieces of paper and cut them into seven small strips and write on them alcohol drugs sex work money food family slash friends and then fold them up and then take one at a time like put them in a bowl and then pull draw them out and then journal about them a little bit or um, rate five things about each of them. Um, like identify what were your, of those in your life. Yeah. How did that feel for you guys? It felt weird to me. And like, yeah, I don't know. It felt weird. Yeah, it felt weird for me. It felt like, like it said, um right ways that it hadn't had they have had a negative impact on your life um yeah I felt like it just felt weird I mean especially with things like food and family friends it's like I don't know it felt hard to kind of like conjure up like what I spend like too much time eating or like cooking like I don't know it just was kind of yeah I wish she had given some more like more instruction on this because like I so I can think of instances where food or money or whatever has had negative impact on my life but does that necessarily mean it had negative I mean I guess it does if I am my creativity is a part of me so if it had a negative impact on me it it impacted my creativity but I wish she had drawn like a, a, a better line like, when you are negatively impacted, your creativity is negatively impacted. Hmm. But that wasn't, like, super clear, and it was kind of hard to, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like what Becca said, where, like, if social media was on there or um, TV, you know, mm-hmm. like, t- time sucks. Like, that, I feel like, affects creativity or yeah. just is, like, a huge time yeah yeah because you just don't have that time to play creatively well you have well i have it but i just choose it to like um yeah be entertained and it's like passive instead of like active um one like some of them were like kind of easy um like uh family and friends that was easy food was like a little harder but i was like oh yeah i guess like at nighttime when I'm, like, restless, I do, like, eat a lot of snacks instead of, like, finding something creative to do, but... Yeah. What did you... What did you think about, like, family and friends? Like, why was that easy? Because I feel like that was hard for me. Oh. Um, so I think one was just, like, embarrassed of them seeing, like, my work. Like, okay. I don't want to mm-hmm. be, like, judged by them. And then, Yeah, like, that makes sense. Okay. And then, like, taking care of, like, family and friends taking mm. time away like so not setting aside space for myself but like over yeah. filling it or like I guess almost like making an idol of myself where it's like I have to be the one that takes care of all the things for my family and I have to be the one that takes care of all these things for my friends and yeah meaning that those things like those things are really good to do and important like but also like not having this like atlas complex of like I am the one sole provider for these people. I mean like no, we're in a community and it's shared and it's good yeah. for me to have some time to um yeah. be creative. So not like abandoning them, but like also not thinking like I'm their one true savior hope. Yeah. The dishes to get done every day. Yeah. I think so did you, when you did this um, exercise, Becca, did you, cre- like, tie everything back to creativity? Because I just talked about, like, how it these things had negatively impacted my life. Um, mm-hmm. And not necessarily. 
think I did um, try to connect it back to creativity, but it didn't always make it mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, the I feel like the biggest ones was work, and then family and friends, and like one. I that, didn't draw work at all uh, when I did it. I didn't get I didn't get work. I got so friends a bunch. I've made like good progress on not being as like much of a workaholic, but like mm-hmm. before I had James, like that list she had us check, like of like, do you do these like workaholic things? Like before I had James, all of them would have been true. I always mm-hmm. stayed late at work. I always like did those things, but then I set some boundaries after I had James to like have time with him. But then like that family time just kind of filled that space. One that I thought, like, so, like, just kind of, like, the way my life has been and how it's happened is I have not, like, um, done drugs. Like, that's just not something that's happened in my life. So when I drew that one, I was like, what the crap? I'm going to write about this. (laughs) Social media. (laughs) (laughs) I like just that's just kind of how my life has um, unfolded. But, like, I did. I was like, you know what? When I refuse to take allergy medication... Or, like, I take it. It does make my head really fuzzy, and I just want to take a nap. So, you know, that can be... That's a Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Um, but then I was, like... And also, sometimes I wonder if I, like, missed out on some sort of creative experience. Because I never yeah. dropped acid. And everybody's like, oh, you get so much creativity when you, <laughs> like, do LSD. <laughs> I was, like... So, like, I think part of me... There's, like... Uh, like a corner of my mind that's like am I missing out on unlocking some part of myself because I've never had yeah. that experience mm-hmm. yeah there's this artist that did um a self-portrait on like a bunch of different types of drugs um and it's a it's an interesting project but it's, it, but it does kind of like yeah it's like am I missing out because I don't do this thing that other mm-hmm. creatives do but I think that's part of the like artist way like recognizing you don't have to do that to be a creative person like you don't have to be fill in the blank you don't have to be a suffering artist you don't have to yeah you can be you don't have to be broke yeah you do have to be broke actually (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to have a toxic relationship with your like paramour you can have like healthy relationships with your friends yeah and husband and be a creative and kids too i think that's like that's one yeah um so the next activity she had us do was touchstone so make a quick quick list of things that you love happiness touchstones for you um and just i copy them onto a blank piece of paper and hang she wants you to hang them up somewhere so you can like I'm not sure exactly what she wants us to do with these, but just remember them and have them close by so that I guess when you're feeling down or discouraged or something that you can draw on them. Is that what you guys would say was kind of the point of them? Yeah, she doesn't really say, um, (laughs) yeah, she doesn't really say anything except to like maybe lead to play in your art I guess that kind of was what I I think it's kind of like her like whole thing of like getting to know yourself I think there was like one week she was like what's your favorite vegetable write it down you know like getting to know (laughs) like who you are and like um cherishing things that spark joy as in the words of KonMari and yeah it may be because it follows kind of that previous um exercise of like things that have negatively impacted so kind of like balancing out this negative yeah that that's what it was because it seems kind of random other than like it's a very positive thing Mm -hmm. after a very kind of more negative thing what were yours noel oh i have a whole bunch so i'm just gonna do a couple but like i feel that too like so many yeah Wow. I, I, went, Ooh, I went a little oh, crazy. <laughs> I went overboard. But um, like I said, eyeliner, painting my nails, early morning walks, listening to the bird songs. Um, 
it sounds kind of silly, but my wedding ring sparks like joy. And it's not always something like because I wear it every day. It's something that's on my hand all the time. I don't always like take a second to be like this thing. I love this thing. And this thing represents something that I love and treasure. Like um, Shakespeare plays, the smell of roses, sunflowers, wine, wine tasting, wineries, coffee, lattes, Americanos, espressos. There's a lot of <laughs> wine and coffee on this list. Coffee. <laughs> coffee, 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 and food. Um, <laughs> those are the things that I love. <laughs> what about you, Becca? Um, I put like traveling and new adventures. Harry Potter, obviously. Uh, I love transformation pictures. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> when it's like like a room that used to be like really mm. crappy and then they like fix it up or if it's somebody who used to be like unhealthy and then they get healthy. <laughs> I love those. I like There's gotta those. be a name for that. Like, I don't know. Fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to see like something that was like like in a decrepit state and made better. Um mm. Yeah. They, I wine, tea, coffee, love running. Um, I like the deep conversations that you have around the table after a meal where everybody kind of like sits around and talks. Love those. Yeah. There's actually a word for that in Spanish, which is called sobre mesa. Mm. Um, I like brick homes with big windows. I like uh, Spanish uh, plazas. I like playing with little kids and... Finding the exactly right word or the exact right word for to describe something. I like doing that. Mm-hmm. And I like cooking Italian and French food. What about you, Christina? I have um, coffee at a coffee shop, fall trees in the park, favorite movie with popcorn, um, the feeling of going home for the holidays. Christmas music, good pasta and red wine, and the musicality of words. Those are good. Those are good. Good job. Good job, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now to move on to the awful truth. Um, yeah, these were hard. These were these questions were hard. I think they were super convicting for me personally. Like, yeah. Um. So we were supposed to answer the following questions. Tell the truth. What habit do you have that gets in the way of your creativity? And I think what I, the habit I have is I'm like constantly available to people. You know, like if you call me, I will like go, I will go help you no matter what. Like I, I have that like mentality, um, of like just, I allow myself to always be available and I need to set better boundaries on that. I had um, not being, like, alone. So just, like, filling my time with work or with friends, um, like, spending and um, just not having time for myself alone because I just, like, if I have a night where, like, Derek's gone or I'm free, I'm like, oh, well, let me invite a friend over. Let me get this work project done instead of being like, oh, this is an opportunity to, like, spend time like not just being distracted or being with other people, but being contemplative, mm-hmm. like overscheduling everything. Yeah, like there is no moment of quiet, or like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Christina? Um, yeah, I feel like I had a couple. Maybe they all kind of relate, but one is just like not being proactive, like with my time mm. it's like great and maybe it's different like right now just with what's happening and like with quarantine and everything but it's like really easy for me to be like oh yeah I, I can write I hear I have this time but then on days when like I have to make the time it's like I don't do it if that makes sense or it's like if I could be doing something else probably gonna doing something else um so I guess like also kind of procrastination and yeah activity and then yeah I think just like vegging or like (laughs) wanting to relax and like turn my brain off and that is like oftentimes 
really appealing. So, yeah, I've noticed for myself, especially lately, I've ha- I'm working on a couple of projects for other people. Um, I'm working on a couple commissions and I've noticed like I work a lot better with a, a deadline from someone else. Like when I don't have that deadline, I can kind of be like this painting I will spend three months on and just like kind of dally like five minutes there, five minutes there, but like actually big chunks of time on this project working to get it done. Like I could be do like, that's good for me. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why this, like, doing this is so productive. And, like, why we've had so many listeners, like, tell us, like, oh, I'm finally working on that project or I'm finally doing that thing is, like, the community aspect of art and, like, Mm -hmm. the relational aspect of it. Where, like, yeah, it is something usually, like, born out of your own, like, secret self and your contemplative time. But then it's, like, shared with others, and that kind of, like, draws it out and makes it, like, instead of, like, just only something yeah. that's internal, but also something that is, like, um, like threaded through our, like, relationships with people. Mm, yeah. Definitely. So, tell the truth. What do you think might be a problem? It is. It is a problem. So, like, I have a unhealthy habit of just saying yes to um people like oh can you do this yes i will do it i'll do it all by myself um like i don't ask for help with things i don't delegate well i don't um prioritize my creative time and that's you know something i really need to work on um so Becca, what do you, yeah, so um, what do you like, think might be a problem? No time alone for me mm. to, like, play. Or time I have alone, I'm doing, like, I'm like, oh, great opportunity to do all the laundry or, like, you know, do all these, like, tasks. But no time alone yeah. for me to, like, sit and play with, like, my art. Yeah. What about you, Christina? Yeah. I, I This question was weird because I felt like it was the same as the yeah. one um, So I feel like it's the same like the, my problem is not a- being active in whether it's like planning scheduling it in or putting it above something else I mean it's different than putting it above something that it shouldn't come before but like putting it above like yeah. I don't know watching TV or um reading this even like reading a book i mean reading it's great but like if i'm trying to finish something maybe i should do that instead you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i uh yeah um what is the payoff in holding on to this block so um i think for me the payoff is you know, if I don't prioritize my work, I'll always have that potential of like, oh yeah, I could be a really great fine artist one day. The Lady Catherine de Berg complex. Yeah. Yeah. I could I would have been a true proficient. <laughs> yeah. Like that that idea of like trying and failing is so scary. Um so like it's okay, I just wanna try that hard. You know, I'll try kind of hard, but but I won't let anybody know. And I'll just like, you know, that I don't know if I'm making good sense. But to be able to drop what my creativity time at the drop of a hat for other people or for other things isn't good for me. Because my art is precious and it does glorify God and it's helpful to me and it's helpful to my family when I do my art that makes me a better wife and a better mom so I need to prioritize it and stop like I think it also it feels really good to be like oh yeah I can always help other people like that feels good Mm -hmm. but that's not always actually what's helpful for them I don't know does that make sense Mm mm-hmm yeah, I was trying to think about the payoff for me, and I was thinking, like, well, like, comfort, because it's just, like, you know, it's, like, comfortable to watch TV for eight hours instead of, like, you know, 
do um, creative work, but there it is uncomfortable, you know, to like always be like kind of like entertaining yourself in your free time instead of like being productive. Like there's like, but it's kind of like a low level discomfort where it's like, you know, I don't like that I'm always like going on Instagram or I'm always have to find a new TV show to watch. Um, mm. But but it's like the comfort of the no, like it's like well it's uncomfortable but in kind of like a tolerable way and mm-hmm. you know it so you know like what familiar. to expect yeah yeah so like the familiar like, uncomfortable yeah so it's like yeah i don't want to always be on social media and i don't want to always be watching tv um but i know what to expect and i know there's no risks here so mm. yeah but it's also there is like this feeling of nothing's going to surprise me. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be surprised in like a good way where like, Oh my gosh, I really like this work that I'm creating. And I'm also not going to be um, surprised in a negative way. where like, Oh my gosh, this is awful. Huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think like I've had both of those things happen. Like when you are quiet with your work and you just have like that time, sometimes it goes really well. Sometimes it's like, poop on fire (laughs) there's no one like there's no one really judging you in when you're sitting watching yeah when you're looking at pastries like yeah (laughs) i mean maybe judging yourself but like at least at least it's not somebody else (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um yeah yeah what about you christina yeah, I kind of think like what you were saying, I, I resonated with that. Um, and it's like the payoff is kind of like being able to say, well, I have tomorrow or like, well, I'll, I know I'll do it like one day or I know that eventually I'll get tired of this, just not today. Mm-hmm. So kind of just, I don't know, I guess it just, the payoff is giving yourself an excuse. Um mm. And, and like also Noel said, like you're not risking anything. And at the moment that feels better than risking things. Yeah. Although in the long term, it's, it's not. Yeah. So tell the truth, which friends make you doubt yourself. And I don't, I don't want to name anybody here. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, like, I do think it's important to recognize that there are, like, friends. I do have friends in my life that are, like, um, you know, you need to always be available to, like, always ready to serve. And, like, yeah, I do need to always be ready to serve. But, like, Jesus took time where, like, he had a great ministry, but he also took time by himself to be quiet and to pray And, like, if it was okay for him to do it, I think it's okay for us to do it, to, like, carve out that special time. Right? Maybe. Maybe (laughs) not. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this question, because it says the self-doubt is is yours already, but they they trigger it. So, Mm, yeah. I guess, like, that's kind of how I was thinking of it. Like, who kind of inflames those things that I already yeah. feel yeah oh that's selfish you paint or you try and draw for like a certain amount of time a week that's selfish like yeah like oh yeah that is selfish or like oh how how are you gonna make money doing that like that's something I find myself saying to myself mm, <laughs> and yeah people in my life that maybe they don't say it but like I'm pretty sure like that's what they're thinking Mm -hmm. what about you becca without naming names good so name the people without naming them (laughs) um just like don't name them (laughs) give them a different name (laughs) rhymes with (laughs) but like um the negative friendships do you have any that like you could kind of talk about um yeah i think there's some people who just like um they just have their own like insecurities with themselves and they and the choices that they've made are like kind of like they pull 
they're they like, well, why wouldn't you make the same choices that I have? Mm. I, I have a couple friends who are like kind of competitive. I can be competitive too. But, like, sometimes when I'm talking to them, I feel like I'm in, like, a job interview, and they're like, so what's your five-year plan, and when are you going to do this, and when are you going to do that? And, like, in those instances, I start to have a sense of, like, oh, they, they think my plans or the way I've chosen to live my life is not good based on the questions they're asking me. Yeah. But I don't think, like, there's this big movement of, like, you got to emul- uh, um, eliminate the negative influences, you know, eliminate the negative, focus on the positive. And I'm, like, very not into the power of positive thinking i think it's like a bunch of like trash Mm. um but i think like it's just the way that you relate to those negative influences yeah you know like because you can't like you can't eliminate all the negative people like could like you are negative on the inside like i am the negative person you know like yeah and if you just surround yourself with positivity that's like pandering and if you just surround yourself with negativity that cynicism you just have to have like be rooted in the truth balance and confront people yeah. on like their bullcrap yeah yeah but i mean like have good good boundaries like for people yeah but like not like eliminate them yeah i think i think that's really what it comes down to is like recognizing those friends that do strike um, that, that trigger you. I think that's the word that she said. You trigger yourself doubt. Um, it's already there and they're triggering it to recognize that and then set boundaries around that. And also to like confront them to be like, Hey, um, I am confident in the choices that I've made or like, I'm still figuring stuff out. And it seems like you are being really like judgmental on some sensitive areas, you know, like mm. if you're friends, you Tell the truth to them. Be like, yeah. In love. Tell the truth in love. Yeah. Yeah. Christina, you answered this question already, correct? We can move on? Yeah, we can move on. Okay. Um, so, which friends believe in you and your talent? Becca, Christina, and Anna. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I also, my friend Megan, just like, she's always like, yeah, you're awesome. Like, there's no, I don't know. Yeah, and my husband. My husband is like very. We're going to talk more about him later in the podcast about bottom lines, but, um, like just very encouraging, and he's really been helping me set boundaries with myself lately, and like you, and helping me holding me accountable to stuff. Um, what about you guys? Yeah, I said, um, I said Patrick, um, as one because I just, I don't know. And you guys, I'm sure can relate when you have somebody that you feel like sees you better than most people. Um, Mm -hmm. creativity always goes along with that. And like, I don't know, he's just always so encouraging and, um, like pushes me to do stuff and, Um, that's huge, I think, to have somebody that does that by your side. Um, and then I also said my friend, um, Deborah, who maybe will be on the podcast, we'll see. Um, but she is just, like, an amazing creative, like, force, for lack of a better word, in my life. Um, and I met her a couple years ago at a workshop. And she lives in the UK, so, like, I, she comes to the U.S. about once a year. Um, but we just have, like, a running uh, message, text, or whatever, like, constantly. And I think something that I've, like, learned over the years or noticed is, like, it means a lot to me when people ask about my work or ask what I'm doing. Yeah. That really shows me, like, a level of care and I I think people don't even realize that maybe people that don't do that don't really realize it maybe but um that's something like I'm always asking her about what she's working on and she's always asking me and like that's so important and yeah just that simple act of of asking yeah like means a, a ton so definitely I've got I've got a couple like really good friends um that are supportive 
And, um, but Derek, like, definitely is very, like, supportive of me. And, like, sometimes kind of in a little bit of a, like, brutal way where he's like, if you want to do this, you got to do it. I'm like, no, I must lie on the couch and, like, more. <laughs> and he's like, do it. <laughs> Um, bring me my smelling salts <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it's good for me because I, I feel like I have so much like insecurity about art and I'm like oh, I'm confident in these other things but um, yeah and then um, my friend Emma is like like I remember I told her I was like yeah I'm gonna do this podcast with my sister and her enthusiasm and excitement and she was like oh I'll listen to it what is it and like just like and like with other things too, just as me as a as a person, she like really like um, so encouraging. But with like with like running, I was like, well, I don't know, what if I like can't do this? And she was like, you can run, you can do it. Here's a here's a training plan. And like, she yeah, she's just very like yeah, um, supportive. And then obviously you guys and my sister Corey, my friend Rachel, friend Abigail. I've got some. I'm blessed with some really supportive friends. Yeah. So let's combine these two questions. So what are some of the toxic traits or destructive habits of your destructive friends? And what are some of the constructive habits of your constructive friends? Hmm. Um, I think the destructive ones are overworking, being distracted, and, or, and then just like doubting themselves. Mm, yeah. And then constructive habits of your constructive friends. Uh, they're structured and they play in their art. And I can't read my handwriting for the last one. Oh, they're brave. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. I, um, so, like, I've noticed that the people that are sort of my destructive friends, they're reactive instead of proactive in their lives. In general, they're not really like, this is what I want. This is how I'm going to get it. There are often, I had a friend that said this, like, I'm just waiting for these things to happen to me. And that's how I choose to live my life. Like, I'm just a reactive person. There's nothing that I really want. And like, for me, that kind of thinking isn't um, helpful. Um, and I don't know if that's like completely bad but you know i think if you're if you want to be an artist you have to be proactive in what you're doing and to expect art good art to just come out of you isn't like that's just not going to happen it's hard work it has to be it, it, it ha you have to pursue it um and that's the like my um, constructive friends might have the constructive habit of being proactive and wanting to change their lives and wanting to challenge themselves in the work and like you guys do that and also are encouraging and like yeah you can do it like Becca was saying with her friend Emma is like to encourage other people and not be like well it's really hard for me so it's gonna be really hard for you yeah. um does that I make think sense? Think about it kind of like as a ship. Like if a ship's not moving, it's just going to stay like where it is. But once it starts moving, like the water might like take it in a different route that it tends to, but it's moving. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had um, uh, destructive habits, um, indifference, uh, fear, and doubt. Um and then constructive habits, love, belief, creativity. Um, mm -hmm. I guess in general, like the friends that I um, feel like are like lifting me up as well are also in, in some way like pursuing creativity, um, even if they're like struggling with it, like they're yeah like talking about it or they're they're trying or they're living like really creative lives um but I feel it's interesting because I do feel like those each of those three things are like both in me which I think is the point of this exercise like those are the things that I struggle with in myself and also the things that I see in myself as good things so mm. it's like this constant 
I don't want to say battle, but like yin yang, I don't know, of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think as like, um, someone that like a reformed person, a, a reformed Christian, is like that idea of like total depravity can like sometimes apply to like, it's hard for me to see the good in myself and the good in my art. It's like, yeah, because I'm totally depraved. I'm totally awful. But well, no, there's also... Depravity doesn't mean... Like, it just means... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm twisting it. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. You, like, you're not as depraved as you possibly could be, but there's... Every part of you is tainted with sin in some way. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and I, I, and I take that to be like, everything is awful, and I don't, you know, like that. Yeah, the extreme, the unhelpful extreme. Um, so why try? But anyway. Um, so the bottom lines, setting a bottom line, working with your answers to the questions previously, set bottom lines for yourself. Begin with five of your most painful behaviors, and you can always add more later. Um, so like, this is the boundaries that I'm putting on, um, putting on myself or that I'm holding myself. I don't know. I don't really like the word boundary because it sounds so weird. It just like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I need a bottom line is also good. But like, so for me, I don't do a good job of pricing my work. Like we talked about last week. I don't do a good job pricing my work. So I am going to ask for help when I price my work. I'm not just going to pick a price myself. But I um, am working on some... $500. (laughs) Yeah, so instead of me picking a price is to ask my husband and have a conversation with him about it. That's something that I started doing this week. And, like, this works really well because my husband is incredibly supportive and is, like, helps me... um, helps me process and gives me like encouragement. Like this is how much you're worth. You're worth a lot more than you think you are. So that was helpful. And, um, no longer like, like silence my phone during the creative times that I've set out. Um, that's the bottom line. It's just what I'm doing. It's okay. Like it's an hour for my creative time. It's 30 minutes for my run. So I can do that. And, um, have at least 30 minutes of creative time a day like it doesn't always have to be painting or drawing it can be working on editing photos or something but it's that's my those are my bottom lines that I came up with I had no working on weekends and like no working yeah at, that, no working after five like just having a hard stop time um and then just making sure that I have like one night one evening a week just to myself to like where I'm not like just like um, vegging, but like being creative or like contemplative in some way, just yeah, c- claiming one evening for for me. Yeah, that's what I got for me. That's good. Um, I have oh, had. I will. Well, I guess I'll preface this with like I feel like I don't make good use of my weekend. Um, and it's kind of like, oh, it's the weekend, errands, and, like, I just want to do nothing. And I feel like that is a lot of time that could mm-hmm. better, more focused. So I, I just put, I will no longer put um, errands and rest to some extent before creativity on weekends. Um, and that's something I think I really need to think about more and, like, um, figure out how to make that work. And then um, I will stay focused time. So it kind of goes back to like being proactive um, and not just letting it like happen when it happens. Yeah. I feel like we could kind of be coming, coming off a little bit like you should never rest. You should always be creative. And I think rest yeah. is really, really important and good. Yeah. yeah. It is important to rest and to have that as a rhythm in your life. You know, yeah. Sabbath. Um, yeah. But, but, like, I think there's also, like, a lot of what I'm doing in, like, my rest time is not actually rest. It's more like mm-hmm. I'm, like, over-entertained yeah. is what it is. Yes. So, like, rest yeah. is good and important. And 
And I think I have yeah. been coming off like, don't ever rest, just constantly create. But like that yeah. it is um, kind of like a balance and you have to think about, is this actually really rest or is this um, distraction? Yeah. You know? No, I'm glad you said, I'm glad you said that because as yeah. I was like saying that, I realized it's kind of like, well, there is a time for that. Yeah. And like, there's always time, there is time where you need to be serving other people or just like doing chores and stuff like that. Um, and you do need to make time for your work, like your employment job, I guess, not creative work, but your other work, just like anything. Like if you have too much coffee, that's not good for you. Like it'll wreck your body, you know, your bowels and your mind. It's just like, you know, it goes, it goes bad. To find some, like, but some is good for you, like, to find that balance in your life um, is important to have rest, but to also have nourishment. Kind of like food, right? Like, if you eat food, like, that's good. Food serves you. You need food for energy. If you, even if you are eating really healthy food, if you eat it too much, you know, you're going to make yourself sick. Um, and I think it's the same with rest. It's like if you rest too much, too much of a good thing is not good for you. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Christina. No, no, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you said that. So let's bring this in for a landing here and start wrapping up. So I my morning pages um, did not go well this week. I think I started them five days a week, but I didn't finish because just like... So many things were so overwhelming and sad in the world. I was having a hard time actually doing them. I felt like I did really well, but I only did them like five times this week. So I guess it's all perspective. (laughs) Well, I started it five times. I think I only actually did them twice. Like I just got a couple sentences in and then I was like, I can't. Uh, Um, Yeah, so I, I did them more often than not, but still not perfect on them but it was good and i actually i finished my journal this week i've read in the last page so i was like oh, oh that's get, so exciting time it's to like get a nice feeling i know i was like i've accomplished something yeah yeah claps for you what about you christina how were your morning pages this week mine were not great um yeah i just feel like a lot of distractions but mm-hmm. i did what did I do? There was some butt there. I just, I felt like I had some like ideas. Um, and like I did, I started my blog. So that was like, yay. yay. I want to be Uh, yeah. Did I, I didn't send it to you. I'll send no, it to you. I thought maybe you were like still prepping it or something. Oh, well, it's like a baby. It's a, it's a little baby, but I'll send it to you. Um, so that was like baby. a big, I guess that was kind of like my artist date. Um, that's awesome. Kind of like doing it and not thinking about it. And, yeah, so. Yeah. I painted my nails again this week for my artist date. That's like my good old faithful, like, oh, paint my nails. It's, it's been really nice. I used to not ever paint my nails, and now I do, and it's it's nice. I like it. I like having painted nails. I what about you, Becca? made myself get a cello instructor. And Yay! Awesome. So, like every step of the way, I was like, I should back out now. This is this is squandering money. <laughs> I was like, no. so I found her and I emailed her, and then like every time she was like, well, these times I was like, oh, I should just say no. And I was like, no, I gotta <laughs> tell her. Like these are the times that work for me. I just and then like yeah, so I've got my first cello lesson set up. That's so <laughs> yay! Good job. I just That's started really sweating good. talking about it out of anxiety. <laughs> that is huge it's really good um so were there any issues this week that you considered significant to your recovery like i working on projects i've definitely noticed like especially since i have deadlines on them i'm like i notice how i push back and like i just can't i just can't work on it right now like you can you can do it like and it's been good for me to set aside, like, and push myself to create even when I'm not, like, in the mood. Um, so that's kind of been a breakthrough for me this week. What about that's you awesome. guys? I don't know that I've had a lot of breakthroughs besides just, like, being like, okay, even if I am afraid to do something, i got to do it. Mm, yeah. What about you, Christina? 
Yeah, I think, um, I think just kind of like I was saying before, kind of pushing through fear and like doing something and just being like, nope, this is not ready. This is not perfect, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. And kind of creating like a box for yourself. Like my post was kind of about Memorial Day. It was like themed, you'll see, like if you read it, but it was like it wouldn't make have made sense to post that three days later. So I was like, I have to do it today. Um, so kind yeah. of creating those little things, those little deadline tricks for yourself. Yeah. I've noticed for myself, like, doing the artist way has been really good for me. I didn't realize, like, how afraid I was to create something for someone else and give it to them. Like, how hard that is for me and how much I push back on that. I've always made excuses about it. Like, oh, well, I don't have enough time right now to really commit to it. Or I don't really, um, you know, I want to do it perfectly, so I'm going to just keep working on it. But realizing, like... That's me resisting and living in that, like, sort of fear. But, so, recovering from that. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us through email at coffeeandcreativesproject at gmail.com or through Facebook or Instagram at coffee underscore and underscore creatives. We'd love to hear from you. Also, Anna is on maternity leave right now, and at the time of recording this was at 40 weeks. So we are looking forward to welcoming Lily into the world very soon. We want to give a special thanks to Derek McCauley for mixing our podcast for us. And finally, we want to leave you with this quote. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Albert Einstein. Thank you so much for listening.